0: were you unable to catch the show this morning don't worry we've got you covered this is the Mark and Jess replay enjoy
1: so it was a big weekend because Casey and I got engaged (laughs) Um, now we've been here for an hour and 40 minutes I haven't said anything to you about it. No,
2: and I've just been biting my tongue because you said, I'm not telling you anything until we get on the air. Well, it's so it's way I'm better. Just being impatient.
1: Yeah, it's way better to talk about it uh, on air. Okay, so, so tell the story. Let's go. First of all, you were the first person that knew I was going to do this. And mm-hmm. I think I told you on Monday no, of you, last week. I
2: was going to say, it was probably, I knew for about two weeks. Was say. it two weeks? Okay. Yeah.
1: So yeah, you were the first person. And then... Last Monday, I went to the jewelry store and it was closed because it was Easter. Yeah. So then I went Tuesday. I picked out a ring on Tuesday. Wednesday, the gal that I was working with was not working. Yeah. So then I went back on Thursday with one of Casey's friends to make sure that... The ring was good. The ring was good. Because we... Casey and I have never talked about this. No. It was something that wasn't likely gonna happen or she had accepted it wasn't gonna.
2: There was like a fluke where you found out her ring size too. Yeah.
1: (laughs) She was just talking about a different piece of jewelry and told me her ring size. So I'm like, okay, well that's a sign. This is good, right? Yeah. So then Casey's friend came and she was like, that's perfect. So shout out to Megan That's Casey's friend I'm glad she came with me So then That was on Thursday Yeah Then Friday I went and picked it up And now When I told you Did I say that I was gonna do it in July?
2: Well okay You We're gonna do it in September Then you're going to do it in July. Then you said, I can't wait till July. I need to do it as soon as possible. And I thought as soon as possible would be like a few weeks, Mm. not thinking that I wasn't showing up on Friday and I'd come in and you'd be engaged on Monday.
1: Yeah, well, that's that's perfect. (laughs) I I surprised everyone with this. So my plan when I picked it up on Friday was I was going to do it on Sunday. Yeah. Couldn't wait. I was like, no, this is not going to happen on Sunday. Yeah. So, Saturday, I get home and we're getting ready because we're going to go to a barbecue with some friends. Mm -hmm. And Casey's making some pasta salad downstairs. So, I take Niall upstairs and I'm going to get him changed for the barbecue. And as I'm changing him, he's just he he's struggling he's not letting me change him so i'm like is this a sign <laughs> so then i kind of stand in his room for a little while yeah. contemplating whether i should do it or not and then i'm like you know what i'm going to do it so i run to my closet because i bought nile a baby tuxedo, yeah. which, by the way, is so freaking cute. <laughs> it's so it cute. It was $50. I would have spent $500 on and this thing. And it fit him so perfect. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, if you want to see a picture, it's on our Facebook page. He looks so cute. Anyway... I change him into his tuxedo, and then I, but I'm nervous, and I felt like there were a hundred buttons on this thing. Yeah, I'm trying to button it up and everything. I'm hoping, hoping she doesn't come up. I'm hoping she doesn't come up exactly, so I'm struggling with it, and I get him in there, and I'm like, okay, now she's coming up, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa stay out there. I have, I have Niall in a new outfit that I want to s- surprise you with, right? Yeah. She's like, okay, yeah, whatever. So I put him in his crib. Yeah. And take the ring out and open up the box and set it right beside him. And then I'm like, okay, you can come in now. So she walks in and she knows we're going to a barbecue. So she walks in and, um, and I'm videoing this. Yeah. She goes, "Why are you wearing that?" And it took her probably five seconds to realize that the what, ring was there. That the <laughs> ring was there. And then she looks at the ring and just like shock. Yeah. So <laughs> then, um, then I. Get down on one knee yeah. and, you know, say a few things and then pop the question. And it was awesome because, like I said earlier, this is not something that she thought was going to happen. Yeah. So she had absolutely no clue no. that this was coming, which, again, is is the best part about it. um So, yeah, then that night we didn't end up going to that barbecue. Some people came over. We celebrated. And now... You're engaged? We're engaged. And people are already a uh, few people have asked, like, when when are you gonna get married? I'm like, let us let us celebrate <laughs> being engaged, and then further down the road, we will decide when and where we're gonna get married. But she said yes. Uh yeah, thankfully she did say yes.
0: You're listening to the Mark and Jess replay.
1: Were you watching this season of Love is Blind? No. You weren't, okay. No. So Last night was supposed to be the live finale. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Casey went over to friend's place. A bunch of them were there. They were getting ready to watch the show. Now, let me get the times correct. I got to go back in my texts with Casey to figure out when it was supposed to air. So it was supposed to start at six o'clock. Okay. Okay. And what time did she send that text at? At 7.03, it had not started. What? And the internet was losing it. Well, yeah. Of course, right? It's live. When live things happen, they're supposed to happen at this time. Well, we're all used to live TV, right? So... Exactly. And you're watching a live sporting event. It's not going to be an hour late unless something insane happens, right? Yeah. So then Netflix tweeted out at 7.29 last night. To everyone who stayed up late, woke up early, gave up their Sunday afternoon, we are incredibly sorry that the Love is Blind reunion did not turn out as we had planned. Yeah, not turn out. It didn't air. It didn't air at all? We're filming it now and we'll have it on Netflix as soon as humanly possible. Again, thank you and sorry. So they were going to go live
2: and something was to happen. Something
1: catastrophic obviously happened and now they're going to put it out later. Before I tell you when... One of the first comments I see on this tweet, Uh Pluto TV, a screenshot that says Pluto TV. It's free TV. (laughs) (laughs) Good opportunity to do that. So then they follow up at what time is this at? 11 40 last night love is blind the reunion will be available globally at 12 p.m pacific time on april 17th so today. that's today i don't at know noon. yeah oh, pacific time what so is pacific time oh so they're an hour behind us so, at so it'll one. be one o'clock our time
2: i think the whole thing was a hoax
1: You think so? Why would they do that?
2: They never ever were going live and they just they wanted to create all this buzz. So they'll get their streaming numbers up.
1: Uh, I don't think this helps with the streaming numbers. If they can't do a simple live like this, I think people are thinking, Why the hell am I paying eighteen dollars a month for Netflix? They can't even figure out a live. I don't think this was planned. You don't think so? No, I know they say there's no such thing as bad press, but this ain't great.
0: This is the Mark and Jess replay. Hopefully this break is better than the last one.
1: Remember when we put that message in a bottle? out? Yeah. It was in the city. We hid it. We wanted to see how long it would take someone to find it. Yeah. Well. Somebody found it. Somebody found it. Somebody texted us on Friday, the day that you were off. Yeah. To notify us that it's been found. So. I'm going to read the message um, that we left in the bottle okay. and I'll get to who found it and what this person said. So we put it out February 1st of this year. Yep. It says, Hello, this is a message in a bottle, in brackets, jar. <laughs> we are curious to know how long it took someone to find this. So please, on the day you do, text. And then we gave our station number and then signed it Mark and Jess, Play 92 Mornings. So we got the text at.
2: And what does it. It was dated,
1: wasn't it? What day we put it out? Yeah, February 1st. I said that. Oh, I wasn't listening. Kate okay. February 1st. <laughs> so we get a text on the 13th, which is Thursday afternoon at one twenty-nine p.m. Yeah. Just the picture. So you found it. What's your name? Dawson. So shout out to Dawson. Um, and I said, like, how'd you come across it? He's a groundskeeper working out at the university. Yeah. And SAS Polytech. And he was walking around cleaning up the winter garbage when he came across it, because we put <laughs> it out at the university. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of by what's the lab out there again? Not, don't say, because you're gonna screw I it don't up. not Yeah, it's the lab out there. Former <laughs> premier of Saskatchewan oh. is named after. Yeah. So we put it out there, and he came across it. So it took February to March, March to April, month and month and a half. What? February to March, March to April. That's two months. Two months. Oh, yeah, I said month and a half. I meant two, two and a and half, half months. Yeah. Oh, um, cool. Maybe we should... We, we didn't say we'd get anything for the person that found it, but maybe we should offer Dawson some... Like a box of Timbits. Yeah. Okay. I think Dawson's listening A right jar
2: now. of Timbits?
1: Yeah, we'll put... It, yeah, yeah. We want that jar back. Yeah. <laughs> That's we a want good that jar, jar back. <laughs> we'll fill it with Timbits. You can have the Timbits, but then give us the jar back.
0: The Mark and Jess Replay.
1: This past Friday, you weren't here and I talked about this on Friday and then you must have heard me talk about it because Mm -hmm. you said, okay, let's try it out. So, a German dude set the world record for drinking a Capri Sun in the fastest time at 10.41 seconds. Now, when you read that, did you think, oh, that's impressive or nah, not really?
2: I didn't. I thought it was just like, oh, okay.
1: That's what I thought too. Yeah. Now, you do have to factor in that the time includes taking the straw off, getting it out of the plastic, putting it in and then drinking.
2: Okay, that's impressive because those so, straws are
1: tough. They are. Yeah. So we have not Capri Suns, but Kool-Aids. Yeah. Really good choice. Blue raspberry. Very nice. So, But look it. They have paper straws. I know. Yeah. Before we get into it, we do have to complain about the fact that they have paper <laughs> straws now. Like, come on. <laughs> All right. Would you like to go first or do you want me to? I want you to. I'm okay, going to see so the technique. I'm going to back up from the mic and kind of go over here because... I don't want to get anything on the board.
2: Okay, so then I start timing you. What What are you allowed to do before the timer starts?
1: Nothing, just stand there with it. Oh, and you can't then, even rip it off of the thing? No, that's part of it.
2: And so, what, do you have to rip it off, or can you just take the straw right out of the package well, without ripping it off of the juice box? I need clarity here.
1: I'm t- ripping it off the juice box, boom, out of the package, boom, into the... Okay. Yeah. Okay. You count me down, go three, two, one, and then go, and then I'll go. Okay. Three, two,
2: one, go.
1: Oh, oh that's not a, I broke the, I actually think I broke the straw. <laughs> I can't even get it in because the. Because it's a paper straw?
2: For the record, it took him 10 seconds just to get the straw in. (laughs) It's taking you a while to drink it.
1: These straws suck, man. That's brutal.
2: 30 seconds and 52 milliseconds.
1: No kidding, because guess what? When I took the straw off the package, I went to get it out of the plastic wrap, and it broke because it's a stupid paper straw. (laughs) So dumb. Okay, so I get to try now? Yeah.
2: I guess. Okay, I gotta get up for this.
1: And I actually thought it was quicker to, and I thought it was quicker to chug one of those. Like, I thought it was easier. Yeah. And then also, the paper straw, because my lips are apparently dry, stuck to my lip. Oh my god. Okay. So angry. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Oh, my straw broke. You. Jeez. Okay, six seconds it took her to get into the package. Mm-hmm. 15 seconds. I'm done and I got it on me. Oh, no, on a white <laughs> shirt? It took you 23 seconds. Oh, I beat ya. Yeah, but you're way off from getting a world record, so, ha. Huh.
0: You're listening to the Mark and Jess Replay.
1: We didn't get a chance to talk about this last week because you were sick on Friday. Mm -hmm. So we got to talk about it this week. Tourism Regina. Oh, God. They announced last week that they will be opting back to the Tourism Regina brand until a possible new brand is identified. During this process, we are committed to consulting with a diverse group of stakeholders to ensure all voices are heard. This is a statement from them, by the way. While we determine what the future of tourism in Regina looks like, we look forward to getting back to work to support the local tourism economy essential to the city during the busy spring and summer seasons. So, do you think that they end up changing from Tourism Regina or will they just now stick with Tourism Regina?
2: They should just stick with it. I think this is so ridiculous. I think they wasted so much money on Experience Regina and now back to Tourism Regina. And people didn't have a problem with Experience Regina. Like it was goofy or whatever. But that wasn't where the issues were. And it almost seems like they're kind of... Tone to go back to, you know what I mean? Like, why are you going
1: back to tours in Regina?
2: You think they, I think they're missing the
1: point of where people were upset. No, I think probably because they think the experience Regina brand is tainted now because of what happened. I think, yeah, I don't know. But you got to imagine that they probably have experience Regina swag. Yeah, they spent money on it. Going to end up at Value Village.
2: I heard that they spent a ton of money just on that music video alone. Well, like, look at it. It's it, clear they did.
1: Oh, yeah. It's so, produced really well. I don't know. I just think that's ridiculous. So they had the Twitter handle Tourism Regina. Mm-hmm. They don't have it anymore. What? Yeah. So somebody, when they changed their handle, somebody swooped uh-uh. in and snagged Tourism Regina. Yeah. <laughs> So now what do they have to be? It's a parody account now with 299 followers and they're following one account being the legitimate tourism so they're now tourism underscore YQR. So not only did this whole debacle happen, they don't even have their original handle. Twitter handle. (laughs) What a mess from the get-go.
0: The Replay with Mark and Jess. So this morning uh,
2: Elon Musk's SpaceX rocket was supposed to go up into space there wasn't going to be anybody on it Mm. and um, this rocket it was kind of a test run because this is the rocket that would then be able to take people like just civilians to the moon and to Mars and whatever Oh, this is what Elon Musk has been working on is this like passenger rocket.
1: Right because the other ones or the other one that he has that he sent people up just to kind of orbit around yeah. obviously isn't capable of going No, to the moon this is like
2: a huge rocket yeah. it's okay. 400 feet tall oh my um, god yeah
1: oh my god I think it's
2: like the world's largest rocket F- or something 40 stories
1: yeah that's bigger than any building we have yeah. here in Regina wow huge
2: mm-hmm. so it was supposed to go this morning and 12 minutes ago he tweeted and said I learned a lot today <laughs> where uh not offloading propellant and retrying in a few days, so something froze up on the engine system before they could get it in there, so it didn't happen. But
1: see, now with a rocket and uh, being a passenger, eventually being a passenger, passenger on this rocket, you don't want to. I mean, I, I get why they're doing tests, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you're like, you know, they didn't get it right the first time yeah I mean I guess no one gets it how many times did Thomas Edison take to figure out the light bulb I don't know thousands I think it Probably. Was a lot. Um but I would still be nervous to go onto that ship for the f- first
2: oh I would not be
1: no mm, definitely I'm not be I wouldn't yeah. I mean you wouldn't go ever well, if you could afford it. We, yeah, I was about to say, we might as well not even go down this because neither of us will ever be able to afford it. We're going to be peasants left behind <laughs> as they go to the moon and live out a sweet life there.
0: You're listening to the Mark and Jess Replay.
1: It's time for us to pay up on our bet. Yeah. We had a bet with Stacy and Clayton at Cruise FM in Saskatoon. The first round between the Blades and the Pats. The loser... Has to do a break created by the winners. Yes. So, Stacy and Clayton have sent us a script that we were not allowed to open. No,
2: and we have it here now.
1: We have it here now, yeah. So, can we open it? Um. Yeah, and then I guess let's just... We just go, go into it. Get right into it, yeah. Okay, so, here we go. Here we go.
2: Hey, Mark, did you know that today is National E-Transfer Day?
1: No, I did not. Probably because I don't use one of those generic prep service websites like some of the other hack radio hosts in this city. Cough, Chad. (laughs) Cough.
2: Totally. Any doodles. We should probably do something to celebrate the big
1: day. Totally agree. You know, most radio shows usually do stunts live on the air for days like this. That's a great idea, buddy, old pal.
2: (laughs) What do you say we send an e-transfer to celebrate National e-Transfer
1: Day? Well, that just makes sense. I'm also not going to double check to see if it's a real holiday because I $100 trust you, friend. Aw, shucks. That's mighty swell of you to say that. But Mark, who should we send the money to? We don't have a lot of time, so let's just go with the last email we got. Well, would you look at that? It's our friends
2: Stacy and Clayton. They sent us this script that we're currently reading. I guess we're sending them
1: $10. That sounds like a plan. Let's type in all the info right now and then wait for the confirmation email before we go to commercial. Proceed to send $10. (laughs) Well, listen, we have our cameras going. We can't possibly do that because my banking app is on my cell phone. Yeah, I can't do it, so... Oh, but this... Okay, go back to the script. And sent. <laughs> Happy National <laughs> E-Transfer Day, everyone. Only 90 more dollars, and they could afford a single playoff ticket to a Pats playoff game. Oh, wait. The
0: Mark and Jess Replay.
1: To me, this post just screams entitlement. Okay. So Anthony Bass is a pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays, and he took to Twitter. Now, he posted a picture, and I'll explain the picture, and then I'll tell you the caption. So it's of his two kids, and underneath the seat, some popcorn has been spilt. Okay. And it came from either his five-year-old or two-year-old. I don't know. But here's the caption. It says, The flight attendant at United Airlines just made my 22-week pregnant wife traveling with a 5-year-old and 2-year-old get on her hands and knees to pick up the popcorn mess um, Oh, there by my youngest daughter. Are you kidding me? A bunch of question marks. It's like... Why didn't he clean it up? Well, I don't think he was there. I think they were traveling probably somewhere to meet him or whatever. Yeah. But then someone asked, like, okay, well, who do you think should clean this up then? Yeah. Said, well, the cleaning crew they hire. And I'm thinking, okay, even if my kids spilt popcorn, yeah, I would try to clean it up as good as I could. Before yeah. they even asked me to, I'd wanna clean it up. Yeah, you'd
2: feel bad.
1: Exactly. You feel bad, you're like, ah, oh, I'll clean it up and then if you leave a little bit behind, I'm sure they're okay cleaning a little bit, mm-hmm. but it shouldn't be, Oh, I spilt this popcorn. Ah. They'll do it. Yeah. Like they're he's making it seem like it's this egregious thing and it's really Not no. I think you should want to clean it up. Like they're not hired to. I mean, I guess a little bit. They're they're hired to clean up after.
2: Well, I don't know if the flight attendants really are hired to clean up after. Well, I think
1: if you leave, if they they come and get the garbage, you know, before you land. But if there's some garbage left behind, I think they have
2: someone else that comes and cleans. No, I thought. I don't think they're out there with like brooms and stuff. You don't think so? I don't know. I could be wrong. I just I. I'm guessing they probably have someone else.
1: It's not really the same, but kind of the same, I guess. Like if you go to a movie theater, Mm -hmm. are you just leaving your stuff under the seat? No, I don't. No. What about if you go to a rider game? Are you leaving stuff under the seat? I have. Yeah, but you try to.
2: Yeah, I try to pick it up. But I mean, also, I know they're going to come sweep regardless. So that to me is a little different. If you spill popcorn there as opposed to
1: on the plane. Yeah. I don't know. That's different. If you spill popcorn at the rider game, I don't think anyone expects you to pick it up. up. Yeah. And even I went to a spring training game when we were down in Arizona and I was eating peanuts. I felt so bad because I literally... But that's what ch- they do. But th- yeah. that is what you do, right? So yeah, it is a different situation when you're on a plane. But it sure seems like a lot of people are not defending him with this. <laughs> which, I mean, I wouldn't. No. Just clean up the popcorn if you leave a little bit behind. Who cares? Yeah.
0: You're listening to the Mark and Jess Replay.
1: Good. With and Jess,
2: this is cool. A guy from Saskatchewan is one of the top three Canadian finalists for the NHL's Willie O'Ree Community Hero Award. Yeah. Um, so. Derek Klein is from Big River First Nation, and he started a program at the school uh, to bring in a state-of-the-art sports complex there, and they started this hockey program. And so, uh, it started with just 20 kids in the hockey program. They now have more than 200 people in this hockey program. The deal is, you want to play hockey, you got to go to school, you got to keep your grades up. It's kind of like an incentive Mm -hmm. program. They've had uh, NHL teams donate hockey equipment to it. Oh, nice. Like that, they now have this um, exchange program with the Rangers. So, starting next year, a team from Harlem, New York, is going to come to Big River, Saskatchewan, and then the following year, a team from Big River is going to go out to Harlem and play. Um, So, just really, really cool. And voting ended yesterday for the Hero Award. The winner is going to be announced at the Stanley Cup final game.
1: Good luck to him. this is a story about Isaiah Marquez Green. He's a survivor of the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting. Uh, sadly his sister did die at six years old. Um, so he's been through a lot, right? Well, last week he was surprised with a once in a lifetime opportunity of going to Madison Square Garden and meeting his favorite player, Jacob Truba. So at the game he met Jacob Truba, Truba signed his jersey, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. He took a picture to Together. Well, and then at the end of their meeting, J- Jacob Truba surprised Isaiah with a full ride scholarship. Oh, wow. so Isaiah is gonna become a lawyer, and now he's gonna come out of school with absolutely zero debt because of the New York Rangers. Oh, that's awesome!
0: Tell me